0: Check one, two. Do, 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 do. Hi, everybody. Nice to see you. It is Monday. It is after the long weekend. Well, it was long for me. I didn't do a whole lot on Friday. Uh, went to the distillery district, took in some Christmas stuff with my kids. I kind of took it easy. Maybe took a few strips off some politicians, maybe had some laughs at politicians that just Apparently came out of the witness relocation program. We're going to talk about that a little bit today. Uh, we've got a potpourri of things to get to, fun stuff to get to. Please welcome to the program my guest uh, from the podcast, The Fix, former fixer, political fixer, dark lord fixer, guy who's come from the dark and into the light. Please welcome Mr. David Wallace, ladies and gentlemen, at pick six one nine eight nine. He knows where all the stuff's buried. Um, Nice to see you. How are you? You look good. Merry Christmas to you, by the way. You look, uh, you look, you you got the turtleneck on. You look very Christmassy today. I see what appears to be a stocking behind you, if I'm not mistaken. You got like a warm cup of java. You got a couple of stockings. You're Christmased up for a fixer, dude. You really are. Good job. Yeah. It, uh, it looked like it was going to be a Merry Christmas. We had the uh, book
1: launch. We've sold about 800 copies already. And I figured yep. uh, for the first time in three years, I'd be able to have a decent Christmas for my family, but, uh, behind the scenes, we've been fighting a bit of a battle, um, four, four separate parties in Alberta, um, have commenced legal action more, uh, to try to stall the publication of the book. In fact, they mm-hmm. convinced my publisher to hand over the manuscript and tell me that he cannot deliver. So I had to find a new publisher scramble, which I did probably delayed things by about a week, but, uh, Long story short, made profit I wouldn't for the book, but I sold all thousand. I'll probably end up losing about six bucks now. But uh, that's all right.
0: Uh, uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. The book. There you go. Okay, so you you lawyered up now now yeah, like, dude. Log out, log back in again real quick because we're having a couple little uh, tech issues, which is no big deal. This is a recorded podcast, we'll take care of it. Uh, but log back and log back in again so you can. David Wallace, of course, the fixer. He wrote a book called the Klondike Papers. It's literally uh, you can get it anywhere if you go to his uh, Twitter handle at pick six one nine eight nine pick six nineteen eighty nine. What you can do is you can order it uh, from him. It is a an interesting look at, at at all the weird shit that he did for a living for like twenty years when I say weird shit, he did some weird shit, and I love weird shit. I love uh, talking about the underbelly of the world that a lot of people don't see. Generally speaking, Canadians, Americans are not part and parcel to the inner workings of how uh, different political parties, uh, people of industry, captains of industry, the elites and the elites who all work together so that they can stay at the top of the heap. um, They employed David Wallace for a long period of time to do that. And generally speaking, it was people from the Conservative Party of Canada or different Conservative parties in in Canada uh, that work with different people from across the globe, which we'll get to a little bit of that uh, coming up in a few minutes. Um, and and David recorded a bunch of stuff. He's got a ton of receipts, uh, you know, emails, he's tons of emails. We'll get to some of those a little later on today as well. Uh, and we'll also get to how and what and why, uh, because we live in this wacky world where everybody's like. Oh yeah. I don't even know how those guys know each other, but they do. And there are people that get employed to kind of make that machine work. And David, uh, was, and is one of them. So Klondike papers go to pick six, 1989 for your link. Make sure you order the Klondike papers. Great little book, uh, story of a fixer and, um, story of a rat fucker. Actually one of the biggest, uh, podcasts in Candleland history was about him called rat fucker, which was absolutely phenomenal. Jesse Brown did a great job with that as well, by the way. Um, Anyway, it, it's nice to see, and, and we're kind of leading into an issue today because you—you you just said you've been sued by four different people to prevent you from putting out the Klondike papers, which have receipts. I, as well, was sued today.
1: <laughs> Nancy, that I was just about to ask you about that. I—I I have a few thoughts.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I got sued by uh, Canada Proud, Jeff Ballingall, both organizations. Canada Proud, of course, proxy organization uh, of Mobilized Media, which is the official, you know, internet party the internet uh, agency of the conservative party of Canada and several other conservative parties, UCP parties across, uh, across Canada. They do all these funny memes like this one they did about me, uh, back in February. Remember the convoy? Remember that little party in Ottawa? Remember that whole thing? Uh, oh, yes. they put this out where they basically I took like a tweet it. of mine out of context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Called me racist, said I was a disgraced radio host. Uh, and then said minorities of, uh, minorities have been, of Canadians were tricked into supporting Pierre Polyev out of confusion, uh, which is not true. Uh, but whatever it's, uh, you know, if you want truth, you're not going to go to any one of their Twitter handles. That's for a fucking fact. Um, What what is the reason behind all the litigious? Like when you look at that, and I've kind of let you in on the backstory privately about the lawsuit a little bit, which I just got this morning, which I thought was fascinating and funny because this last week Pierre Polyev had a terrible week, and we led the charge with that stuff. But explain to me, take me inside those rooms, right? And you've been in those rooms where you know you're talking about shutting people up. Like, why and how? Like, how can an organization like that? Which which literally gets paid to spread misinformation on behalf of a client or clients? How can they just turn around when someone starts telling the truth about what they do and launch lawsuits? Like, do they not know what's coming after this? And what happens? Like, what wh- where what's the thought process here? The thought
1: process is one attrition. Um, usually, after an individual like yourself, it's uh, it's it, it's not not par for the course, and, and the reason is because you can fight back. You can afford the best legal help, um, and you can fight this. This is a desperate measure. The, the very first go-to move for these people is to sue, utilizing uh, um, slap uh, suits. This is their bread and butter. You see, the truth doesn't matter. In fact, the more true something is, the quicker the lawsuit is filed. And they count on the fact that they can outspend the truth. And that's what they've done. That's what they mm. did with me. And that's what they hope to accomplish with you. I mean, this is the first of many. They will bury you with paper. And uh, I think that Canadians, however, will get an opportunity during these proceedings to discover the truth. Because I'm quite sure that you're not going to fold up like a cheap suit, like, like most people do.
0: No. No. No, I I don't plan on it. I don't have that bone in my body, you know the one that's like,
2: oh, I just want to hide.
0: I, I yeah, I don't I don't like hiding. I'm one of those guys that likes to lead with his chin and has got no problem doing it. But you know, when you say bury people, is it a strategy? Like. You know, we you you're if you live in Canada, right? In the United States, there are different organizations, and they're all sort of interconnected through certain relationships. But is there a strategy behind this? Is there? And and when you when when you know you know about the lawsuit when you when you heard about it because it's I I think it's funny. Uh, and we'll find out how funny it is, I guess, uh, when we get there. But like, what is the strategy behind that? Other than to shut people up, um, is it? Is it on behalf of a client? Is it on behalf of them? Like when you look at at, at, at the lawsuit itself, it's basically, hey, he was mean, we lost money, we're suing, right? Or he's da- he's damaged our reputation. Now, keep in mind, these are people that spend, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars every year creating memes, really dishonest, in some cases, total lies about. Different political figures in that case, myself referring to me as racist, trying to defame me and libel me as a racist because, you know, why not? Uh, you know, I, I, I was hard against the convoy. They were hard in support of it. Um, and this is like a year later. Right. Like it's it's bizarre to me. But um, I was hard on Pierre Polyev. So it was that lawsuit from the Conservative Party of Canada? Or is that lawsuit legitimately from them and they feel besmirched? Like, how does that whole thing work? Do they sue for other people? Are there people in front of political parties? Like, tell take me through that. Well, it's it's uh, curious the timing, isn't it? I mean, a, uh, <laughs> a suspicious person would,
1: would question whether or not this was motivated by your recent statements. And I'm here to tell you that my own personal opinion uh, from being in these types of meetings. It was completely motivated. You, you led the charge last week, um, on a story that got picked up. It got picked up by a lot of different outlets. You even had Robert Benzi uh, claiming now that the air outright lied about the alleged terrorist attack by the KISS army, I guess we could call it, um, that, uh, flamed out at the border. This is Motivated by their clients, and their clients are Pierre Polivier and the Conservative Party of Canada. This is why you are being sued, allegedly, um, because I'm, gonna, you know, the hell with it. I'll be sued again, anyways. I'm telling you flat out, this lawsuit is in response to your exposing the unfortunate and the uncomfortable facts of Pierre Poliver's parentage, his beliefs, um, his lack of 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 truthfulness. You embarrassed the man, and because certain segments of the population picked up on this, you became a target. This is why the lawsuit was launched. This is a retaliatory strike, and it's meant to shut you up, and it's a highly effective uh, tactic against most critics because most critics don't have a platform, and even if they do have a platform, they simply don't have the means for a protracted legal battle. So in answer to your question, yes, this is a strategy. It's a tried and true strategy. And, uh, they, they, they will continue with this strategy because if they can suck the oxygen out of their opposition, they can control the conversation. It's the same way with me, with Canada land, uh, Canada land, did rat fucker. They were sued by Shane Holmes and the Wenzels. Uh, they turned around and sued myself. Uh, the, the lady involved, Prem saying, and Jesse Brown, did Jesse Brown settle? Did Jesse Brown? No, he lawyered up and he's going to fight this to the fullest extent of the law because he has the financial means to do so. I apparently got a default judgment against me. I, I know Prem Singh can't afford a, a proper legal representation. So they cowed us, or attempted to, but they won't cow Canada land. And, uh, but what they have accomplished is the fear has been instilled in certain people that they won't make any more statements based on facts. Because let's face it, we're providing receipts factual evidence and the only defense against factual evidence and receipts is to sue somebody into the stone age and hope that the truth never sees the light of day and that's what they're hoping with you
0: you know what i find fascinating about that david too is you know it was a world class story last week right when if if what you're saying is true and if you believe that is their motivation for suing myself and our parent company cryer media for a couple hundred grand. Like I mean, you know, if you're gonna go for it, go for it, right? Like Jesus fucking Christ. Um and what I find amazing is you pointed out the timing, <coughs> where it's a world class story about a guy who sped into uh the Niagara border in his Bentley at 100 miles an hour, big explosion, car goes all over the place, two people died, man and a woman, both 53, both from New York, both came from the casino, couldn't make it to a KISS concert. Apparently, those Bentleys were recalled for a sticking gas pedal, by the way. Just wanted to point that out. And Pierre Polyev, the leader of the Conservative Party of Canada, stood up in the House of Commons, and he was like, all right, that was a terrorist attack. Trudeau, you don't keep us safe. What's the deal, right? And it was, he's been panned as not just irresponsible, but a fucking liar. And we rolled with it. And the engagement was in the hundreds of thousands and, you know, millions, if you will. And and it was everywhere. And we were relentless because it was not the truth. Right. It was just not the fucking truth. It's like going into a into a movie theater and screaming a
2: a fire
0: and then running out like that's that's the moral equivalent of what he did on a national scale. But it fits with everything that he and he's his proxies do. And so to me, the timing of it, as you pointed out, is incredibly interesting. Um, and, and some of the issues that they cited in the lawsuit were from 10 years ago. Yep. Something that has nothing to do with any of the things here. It was like, let's reach into our grab bag of shit. See what we can load into a lawsuit and go for it. Right. And, and I, and I don't, to your point, like, you know, do, do they, you know me a little bit. You think I'm just going to go away? No. You, you no, think I'm just going to stop? I think. Right? They picked the wrong flower this time. <laughs> and they do with you, too. Like, you know, having the means to do something is one thing. Um, But backing someone in a corner who has nothing to lose is something totally fucking different. Absolutely. Right? Like, in both cases. Your case, my case, anybody else's case who, you know, we you stand up and you go, OK, that's a lie. That is not good for the people and the citizenry of this country. That is why you have stopped become, being a fixer for the Conservative Party of Canada. That is why you started blowing the whistle on on all kinds of shenanigans. Uh, that is why you have been sued into oblivion. That is why you're in hiding in parts unknown, uh, making a, a life go of it. That is why you are putting out these books with receipts. And you know what, whether or not you you can trust the process or trust the people who are delivering the information, your information comes with legitimate receipts, right? Texts, phone calls, you know, as as a point, I'm going to bring this up as a point. You want to talk receipts? Let's get to receipts. And the receipts here I find to be really fascinating are pictures of you with a gentleman who was literally kicked out of this country, right? Like, uh, who uh, explained these receipts to me, this press progress report on Doug Ford's advisor sending premier's office back channel information about meeting with Russian government. Like, you know, this is probably one of the reasons why you've been sued and you're in hiding as well. Correct.
1: Absolutely. I mean, uh, I, I have a death sentence on my head in Russia. That's not, not a secret. People think I'm attacking the conservative party of Canada because I'm liberal. I'm not a liberal. I don't agree with my policies of this government. Current government. I don't think a lot of the situations that have come down the pike in the last four years have been handled correctly. is to benefit the Liberal Party of Canada. This is to stop the Russian Federation. I know these people. The photographs are there. I worked with Premier Chernyshenko. Uh, excuse me. Uh, uh, he, he's the vice president of the goddamn country. Kokolainen, uh, uh, who was the handler of Pierre Pullover. I'm doing this because I love my country. And these people have their tentacles wrapped around the leadership. Of the Conservative Party of Canada. That's a fact, all right? When you see me standing there in those photographs with the Prime Minister of Russia, when you see me with Karolov, when you see me with Strokop, uh, when you see me with, with Mihailov, the Consul General, what more proof do you need that what I'm telling you is the truth? These people would have a party, would be celebrating till For Christ's sakes, if Pierre Polover were to win the election, these are their people. These are people who work directly with Stephen Harper and the IDU in regime change, not just here, all over the world. And sad to say, I participated in a great deal of those regime changes all over the world. Take the case of an alleged uh, uh, incident that took place with a former Canadian foreign minister in Stephen Harper's government with some Palestinian. Underage boys, okay? It took place in Israel, that was filmed. And if you do a little bit of research, you'll find out who whose club that that was filmed in. And that person's relationship to myself. I know what I speak. That event took place. That that, that tape is used as blackmail material to this day against this country. This, this country. I've I've come out and I've talked about the RCMP. Transcripts recorded things are in the Klondike papers. Indisputable. Yet, if anything I was saying was untrue, do you not think I would have been rolled up and and shipped off to some facility just like that? Yet, here I am. And the reason is because it's true. So the only way to cover up those facts, to keep them from going out, is to sue, harass, uh, malign, and try to destroy or discredit the person. Since the evidence is solid, the only thing you can do is go after the individual, this is a strategy. Canada needs to wake up and understand that this strategy is being used right now. And and I'm not telling you to vote conservative or liberal or, or, or new Democrat. What I am telling you is open your eyes and look at the information and make a real decision based on facts, not emotions. Look at Donald Trump. Mm. Donald Trump down south. People are convinced that he is going to come in and, and change the world and fix the tyranny and Give people back their freedom and roll back mandates. Listen, guys, who kicked off Operation Warp's Feet? Who told you to take a vaccine? Whether you're for or against it, who was the one who actually initiated the process of the vaccine rollout? It was Donald Trump when he was president. So now you're telling me, use the logic here, because the mental gymnastics is, is incredible to me. The man who initiated this is going to come back and is going to save you from the tyranny which he kicked off it's psychotic but people believe it they believe it because of organizations such as Canada Proud and 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 you name it take back this and freedom that the same people who got behind the funding of the convoy and somehow convinced disaffected Canadians that the very oppressors who have put you in a position where you might lose your home or lose real freedoms are going to save you
0: as always the dean blundell show is brought to you by our friends at factcheck.io factcheck.io do you believe the good people at factcheck are a quorum of software professionals psychological professionals journalists And they use some of the finest software technology to be able to give you the advantage when it comes to getting agency back in your life, when it comes to information that you read. Go to factcheck.io today. For more information, sign up for the beta test, F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K dot I-O. The Dean Blundell Show is brought to you by factcheck.io. Factcheck.io, makers of the world's most comprehensive fact-checking software. Dot IO. Back to the show. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And they're the only ones, right? And there's a bigger picture here. Like, you know, you think about lawsuits trying to shut people up from receipt, you know, handing out receipts or having conversations or talking about, hey, what's going on over there? Like, can we look over there? And like, no, nah, don't look over there. Um, you know, it's an interesting atmosphere that we live in politically because uh, I watched last week, not only did Mr. Polyev uh, decide that he was going to, you know, turn a, a car accident at the border into a terrorist attack by the, not only was he ceased- Army. By by the Kiss Army. Yes, Army. I, forgot, I forgot about that. Um, but he also, uh, you know, th- that same week voted against funding for Ukraine aid for yeah. Ukraine. Uh, and misrepresented why he rejected that aid for Ukraine said there was going to be a carbon tax imposed upon Ukrainian farmers, which was a unequivocal lie. CTV finally came out and they're like, yeah, that's a lie. That's a lie. He's lying. And now you're starting to see that sea change, right, where you're starting to see people come out of the woodwork that usually try to keep their mouths shut because they want access possibly to the new government because he's leading digitally in a big, bad way, which I believe, you know, polling is also bullshit right now. But whatever, Um, you know, it, it, it there is something bigger at play here and in no way. David, am I a, like a warrior for, you know, uh, liberalism? I can't stand the Liberal Party like I can't stand the Conservative Party. One's just a little more dangerous and completely full of shit than the other. Um, but, you know, it, it's bigger than that because of the history that you have. You can read these tea leaves, right? You you know the relationships, the, the picture we just showed of you with, uh, was it Kalimnik in that meeting? Is that who you uh, were that with that sitting
1: was, there, by the way? I walked with the uh, mayor of Brampton, Patrick Brown which would also make people shudder. People hear about this story in Calgary about the failure to convince Nahid Nenshi to accept dark money. Well, look, I commend him. And don't get me wrong, I didn't care for for Nenshi personally. I found him flippant. I found him him, uh, an individual with his head in the clouds. But one thing I'll give him, he was unbribable. His beliefs were real. But how many mayors in this country do you think didn't stand on ceremony. How many people do you think had their hand out? I can name dozens. Why can I name them? Because I was there and I bought them. And I bought them with foreign money. Foreign money. That should give people pause. But nobody asks those questions. And they don't ask those questions for the very reason you just brought up. The mainstream media is concerned with access. And backing a person such as myself or you could potentially cut off that access. However, to people like yourself and other independent media like Press Progress and other very brave people who have come out and and written these stories, now mainstream media has to, to take these issues seriously. You forced a lot of mainstream media outlets to look at these issues last week and report on them fairly, transparently. And I also think that a lot of journalists and media people are sick and tired of answering to the corporate masters and keeping their mouths shut when they see lies being told to the people who consume this and that they want to stand up and be real journalists. I was proud of Benzie when he came right out and said, look, the man lied. And I can't remember that young lady who who uh, stood up to Polo there last week uh, uh, and actually had oh, the gun. From the,
0: from the Canadian press. Yeah, she yeah. was doxxed. <laughs> and,
1: and, and look what they're trying to do to her. And these people <laughs> who are attacking her and saying, oh, this, that, because they want the conservatives to win so bad. This is the general rank and file. The people who have been brainwashed into believing that these guys are their saviors and their heroes. They're not. And unless we have journalists who are willing to stand up and ask the hard questions, we will fall into a tyranny that people have never seen. If they think we're oppressed right now, let me tell you something. I was in Russia right after the fall of communism. All right, I saw how badly things could go and how quickly they could go. I saw reporters throwing off buildings, okay? I saw homosexuals with their hands and their feet duct taped throwing off buildings. I saw anyone who opposed the view of the government, killed, disappeared. There are friends that I had that I still, to this day, do not know what happened to them. We are cruising towards that at warp speed. And unless we have reporters like that young lady or people like yourself, or people like Robert Benzi, who stand up and protect our freedoms right now, right now, we are on a slippery slope, and it can go just like that. Be careful what yeah. you wish for.
0: Well, you know, what you wish for is a direct indicator of what you believe, and what you believe now can be curated, right, with information that is less than honest, uh, with gaslighting, and it kind of brings us back a little bit. To, you know, the Canada Prouds of the world or those third party agencies, those third party proxies that are employed by political parties to spread that misinformation or in some cases disinformation. Right. And it's very well documented. We've got actually an interesting GoFundMe. You can go to it right now and you can check it out. Uh, The GoFundMe is interesting because uh, what we're doing is we're going to fight back. Uh, you know that is the goal. Our goal is to fight back. Our goal is to make sure that we understand uh, what's going on. It's the fight Canada Proud lawsuit and disinformation goal. Uh, and you can go to Canada Proud and you can check it out today. Uh, we would love for your support because we want to have a look under the hood. I you know, that's the interesting thing is I know how a lot of this works. You know how a lot of this works. And none of that disinformation, none of the kettling of people's minds, none of this. Uh, ardent radicalizing of individuals happens in a vacuum and sometimes it does but it needs money and it needs people or organizations that are and you know this arm's length away enough but still attached to the organizations that are trying to drive a result and it's this in this case it's a bunch of big lies, right? The big lie that Pierre Polyev and, and, and is good for Canada, the big lie that he is even who he is and he's from where he's from. And his name is actually Pierre, which, you know, we know it isn't. Um, and, and it's amazing because, you know, anytime you scratch the surface on any of those things, which are pretty easy to scratch the surface on, right, you get this nuclear reaction from the freedom of speech crowd nuclear reaction from the freedom of speech crowd. So explain to me how those third party proxies work. How does that disinformation machine work and how do they, how is it even possible and legal for an organization to say, Hey, we're just in it for Canada for the parent company be, to be employed by the party that spreads that disinformation in this case, Canada Proud's parent company is mobilized media. They are the official digital agent on behalf of the conservative party of Canada. I believe the UCP too. I could be wrong. Um, but explain to me how that works and why is it because eh, it's just a loophole or like, wh- what is it that and you've been in those rooms? You know, these people, like, I mean, I saw a tweet or text from you and Doug Ford, right. A long time ago uh, about, someone or something. And the reference was, do you have any friendlies in media who can run interference for you? So how does that work in your world?
1: Well, it's these third parties are, are really, um, they exist as funding vehicles to hire people such as myself or high-powered attorneys. I'll give you a, for instance, uh, prior to Patrick Brown being removed as the leader of the official opposition in Ontario in 2018, um, they were hammering it away at a casino company called Great Canadian Gaming. Great Canadian Gaming was owned at the time uh, by something called Burgundy Asset Management. Burgundy Asset Management, a significant portion of that uh, uh, company, was owned by one Brian Mulroney. Um, Great Canadian Gaming consisted of a gentleman named Sanjay Sen. And the son-in-law of Mr. Mulrooney, Carolyn Mulroney's uh, husband, Michael, I can't recall his last name offhand. But uh, Patrick Brown was hammering away at the fact that Great Canadian Gaming was, uh, excuse me, the alleged fact that Great Canadian Gaming was engaged in money laundering with organized crime in Ontario and D.C. Um, word went out that Patrick Brown had to go. A lot of the money that were behind these companies and funds came from Russia. My boss at the time, uh, who is now a prime minister in Moscow, um, called me in and asked me if I could do something about this. He gave me a package, and I quickly went to work. Uh, The package consisted of $250,000 in cash, and uh, it was known, let known to me that there would be more funds available if I needed them. So I came up with a strategy, and next thing you know, Mr. Brown was removed. That was during the Me Too movement. You see, you use anything you can. With you, it's your old tweets. With Patrick, uh, it was a perfect storm and opportunity. Was Patrick innocent of these charges? Well, I'm not a judge. Um, Where there's smoke, there's fire. But I can tell you that a great deal of the uh, uh, allegations were untrue. But that doesn't really matter. What matters is an individual like myself working through front people, straw men, whether they be third-party organizations, uh, friendly media, we plant stories, we tell half-truths, and we smear individuals. And that can result in regime change. In your case, it can result in, hopefully, um, diluting the message through personal attacks or financial hardship. Um, Perfect example, the Klondike Papers book goes deeply into the Patrick Brown job, it goes very deeply in, into the Sherman family murders. Um, and what I find funny is the individuals who have spent tens of thousands of dollars in the past few weeks to try to delay publication or outright stop publication of that book aren't even mentioned in this book. Um, I had budgeted it out that if I sold 1,000 copies, it would be a nice, tidy little profit, enough to have a Christmas for my kids. And, and uh, to get my teeth fixed, you see my dental apparatus I have was destroyed in Calgary. It was part of the same load that contained the urn of my unborn son that was pissed in. Um, the last three years, two and a half years, it's been nothing but a battle for survival. So these nice extras like Christmas presents or the ability to eat solid food have uh, dissipated. But uh, as it is now, I'll probably end up losing close to a thousand bucks if I sell all thousand copies instead of making any money. And that's what they hope for for an example, they hope that you spend so much money that it's not worth it for you anymore. And that's why these third party organizations exist. Take a look at the Olympic bid that failed in Calgary, I believe in 2019, 2018, the plebiscite that was held. There was an organization called uh, Alberta Can't Wait, I believe, that paid for billboards about the uh, economic hardship the city of Calgary would suffer. And this organization was funded by billions dollars that came from oil and gas people and uh, real estate families and developers. And that's how it's done. If you wanted to stop Pierre Pulver in his tracks, you need to utilize the exact same tools that they do. And the problem is we're not organized. That's why a GoFundMe is a very good idea. If we had the funds at our disposal that they do, We could uh, unmask every dirty little secret that Mr. Harper, Pierre Polivier, all of his associates have. They would be front page on every mainstream newspapers tomorrow because we'd have the means to what is necessary to unearth every single fact and to get them published. And uh, I really hope the GoFundMe works because if it does, we could change the course of history. Hell, I'd do it for free. I wouldn't take anything for it. But we do
0: need a budget to make it happen. I, sorry, I think that is the key, right? You know, when we think about um, what it is that takes, It takes a lot out of you. Like, you know, when you're, when you're in the, in the mix and you're, and you're trying to figure out, like, you're talking about trying to get your teeth fixed. I mean, these guys have absolutely decimated, but I mean, you rolled in a pretty weird crowd where you're like, you're like, you know, like that, that the risk reward was heavy, right. And you, the risk was there for you, but still, I mean, you were asked to do a job that not many people were asked to do. You know how this stuff works on the inside and you can understand when that collapses around you, how these things go. I'm just a dude with a website. In a podcast, right? Like I'm just a dude that likes to talk about the fun shit. Uh, who people have have kindly shared weird information with me over the past couple of years that I find to be dishonest, right? And uh, and so you chase that down because of the values and the virtues that you live by. And so you know if you can have the ability to be able to follow these things to the end, no matter what they are, um, you're going to move some mountains. You're going to figure some things out. But you know it amazes me. That, you know, these these parties, political parties, and they're all the same. You and I, you and I know they're all the same. Employ the aid of third party agencies to literally hurt and go after private citizens or private journalists or people who are paid to be journalists and do their job or people who have podcasts for asking questions and making statements on behalf of people that are also. Look at the alleged.
1: Yeah, look at the, the allegations against a former solicitor general in Alberta. He hacked it. They allegedly uh, hired somebody to hack reporters' phone logs from the Canadian press. I mean, when journalists are fair game, you should understand that you're extremely close to living in a police state. That's where we are. And this is what Canada has to look forward to under the regime of Pierre Polivier. You're going to have reporters who are too cowed to tell any story because they'll be afraid for their own lives or personal safety. I'm telling you, that is coming. Look at the tactics that have been used so far. Look at that. anybody who has made a, a, a peep. There's a, a allegations of former political aides, staffers, uh, who may or may not have been romantically involved with leaders of oppositions who die in their sleep. And, uh, you know, allegedly... Might have been the reason for uh, said leader of official opposition not running in 2020 at the last minute, but uh, early 2021 that uh, alleged reason for or roadblock to that leadership bid uh, disappeared. This is what's happening. People hmm. need to understand what's running in the background and look into things. The mainstream media will not do it alone. They need to be prodded. And I think it's starting to happen, and that's why guys like, like you are dangerous. You say you're just having a little fun and 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 exposing lies. Well, that that fun and exposing lies starts conversations, and things become too big to ignore. You called it on the attack on the Rainbow Bridge. You said what was going on. You said that this man outright lied and tried with uh, to to claim a terrorist attack, and he did this, and it's indisputable. The timestamps are there. He outright lied. Did he apologize? Did he issue a attraction? No, they don't do that. They no, dude, you it. know what
0: he did? He, he went after the reporter who asked him yes. how he felt, how he felt about jumping the gun and calling a car accident at the border, a terrorist attack and a threat against Canada that the prime minister of this country was not standing up for effectively, right? That I'm paraphrasing, but that's what she said. And then literally went on what I would think is a misogynist tear. Because he only ever does that to women that I've ever seen. He only over, ever goes after female reporters like that. I hate to say it, but you're a pussy. Yeah. You're a coward and you're a pussy. And if you yeah. don't like it,
1: you know what? Pick up the phone. I'm sure some of your dirtbag friends who hired me to clean up their filthy message can give you my number.
0: Yeah. Now, dude, you bring up a great point. And, and, and it's not like it's not like the rest of us didn't see how he reacted to that and what it meant. You know what I mean? And I feel, you know, it's part of it is I'm like, do you really take us for fucking idiots? Like, you know, do 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 you really think after all this, I'm not going to mortgage my life to get after it? Like, do you really think that everybody sits back and goes, oh, yeah, I just buy that. Canadian press may have lied in an article at some point in time, which is like, you guys set a Guinness Book World Record for lying once. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, are you serious, man? Just answer the goddamn question. Like, did you really mean to mis completely lie, totally lie on purpose, gaslight and misrepresent what happened to scare the shit out of Canadians to continue to divide them against this country and its institutions? You can say what you like about its institutions, I'm not a big fan of the political institutions in this country either. But did you did you do that on purpose? And then you do that on purpose and it gets the gas of all the people that are in those circles, right? The, the, the third party proxies whether it be the Canada Prouds or the Ontario Prouds or the Charlie Kirks or the Matt Walsh's or, you know, the Jordan Peterson's, it's amazing to me the similarities, the timing then the support that that gaslighting gets from the same strategic individuals, brands and people who repeat the same hateful disinformation and misinformation. And my theory is, Hey, listen, because they have to, right. They don't have a choice.
1: It's bought and paid for. It. It's on brand. This is where these people make their money. They will—they will overlook or forgive any lie, any 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 atrocity, any filth that their side commits simply to keep the money flowing into their pockets. This isn't about doing what's right. And I'm not, I'm not saying—I'm not saying this from a liberal perspective. I don't care. I would not vote for the Liberal Party. I will not vote for the conservative party simply because they cease to exist. This is now the the Stephen Harper party of Canada. But uh, I mean, if you want me to vote conservative, produce one. I probably would because our country is a mess. North America is a mess. But we don't have many good alternatives. What we no. have right now is an individual who is running to gain control of this country for his corporate interests, who have zero compulsion to tell the truth. They're using the dissatisfaction that this country has about a tired regime, and they're going to, people are going to vote. <coughs> conservative, conservative reporters uh, supporters are going to vote conservative no matter what. It's a given at this point, and that's because they hate Trudeau. They're not voting for something. They're voting against something. But, well, people what you're voting.
0: Well, not just be careful what you're voting for. I mean, you know, it's it's. I, I will give them credit. I mean, in terms of gaslighting, libel, and defamation, not just calling me racist or insinuating oh. that I'm racist, they managed to couple that into a dear liberals, you're not entitled to the votes of minorities of Canadians. It's like, what? <laughs> <not even>? Like, like <laughs> you
1: know, they have because they can't argue the facts. The facts are manifest; they're there. They can't argue them. All they can do is try to intimidate or smear people, and they'll use any anything they have at their disposal. What does does any statement that you made last week have to do with the Liberal Party of Canada? None. None. But that's the whole point. If they can bury you with enough bullshit and spin doctrine, they can convince people to hate Trudeau with a passion that you are pro-Trudeau and that's the only reason you're going after Pierre and Conservative Party. They're not looking at the facts of that. This has nothing to do with the Liberal Party. You get him screw it let's talk about the facts
0: yeah yeah and, and the facts are in pierre's case that we've uncovered um is that you know and we said this last week and i find this interesting too right because the people the only people that like choose to hide their real names or what their names were or who they are or where they're from are people with some things to hide like, you know, the, the premier of Alberta, Danielle Smith, her real name is Marlena Kolodnicki or something like that. I, I think that I've, I've got that right. Um, you know, and I'm not sure of what Pierre's original last name was. I know there's an adoption story in there. I know he looks suspiciously like Stephen Harper's lawyer, uh, who's also Ezra Levent's lawyer. Probably a reason I got sued today in my estimation, I could be wrong. It's just my opinion. Um, But like we've been talking about those things in terms of this is suspicious. We would like to look into it and we ask those questions. But it's to the point. And again, from the people who are like, we want freedom of speech. We're freedom, freedom of speech absolutists. We should be able to have any conversation in this country. What they're telling me is that I can't have those conversations. That's how I interpret it, David.
1: Absolutely. This this is I'll give you a parallel. This is somebody at a party who yips in somebody's ear. ship ship ship, smacks them in the back of the head constantly when the individual turns around and drills that person that person proceeds to pick up the telephone call the police and have you charged it's okay for them but not okay for you you can say anything you like about anybody you want but the moment you say something especially if it's the truth they will sue you they will set police on you they will do anything within their power to, to stop you to obstruct you from telling the truth. Why is that? Why? Why are they afraid of truth? That should be the only question Canadians are concerned of. What is so scary about laying the facts on the table?
0: Um, That's really the big question today, David. Like, to me, that's, that's the big question. It's like, hey, listen, we should be allowed to have these conversations, right? Where there's smoke, there's fire. So let's talk about the smoke. Let's do it in a non-litigious way, which we do all the fucking time. We had a conversation before we went on today and I'm like, Hey, l- l- we got to keep it in these arenas. And you're like, yeah, no problem because you understand how this process works better than most because you've been sued most, more than most in these cases, yeah, I've got a lot of process servers at my door. So I understand how the process works. Yeah. Yeah. You totally do. Um, but you know, amazing, amazing to me. And still to this day, amazing to me that, You know, words and works don't match up and people still support those people, right? That the average Canadian will go, well, listen, this person that's like all about the freedom of speech, all about asking questions, all about freedom, removing the gatekeepers, wants to remove your freedom of speech and put gatekeepers in front of you to prevent you from even having the conversation about, hey, if this and that are true, then can we talk about what that means for this for for Canadians? Like, if any of my politicians are compromised, in the case of Pierre Polyev, let's just take him as an example. Okay, I'm being nice. In the case of Pierre Polyev, one of the most incredible things that I can't I can't understand, I still can't understand it, why he won't sit for his NSICOP clearance, why he won't sit to get his top secret national security clearance background check, and so. We ask those questions. We asked them all week last week when it came to him getting his briefings, his top security briefings from what he said was a tweet that didn't happen until 20 minutes after he alleged it was a terror attack. It had to have been from Fox News. So in my mind, I'm putting those two things together. I'm like, okay, we got a politician who just voted down any more aid for Ukraine, which is exactly what uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin wants. Then on top of that, we got a guy who refuses to sit for his top-secret security clearance, who is in the lead by a majority, right, in the polls to run this country. I don't know how how CSIS works when it comes to clearing a would-be prime minister, but I am shocked that no one else is... A, well, a lot of people are asking the question now, to be honest with you, because I think we've led the charge there, too. But I have no idea how what this is going to be a story. What's that? The reason you're being sued. <laughs> Cause you can, it might be, it might be, I, I just want to know. And those are the questions that we ask when we want to know those things, because I'll tell you why I want to know those things. I love this country. I love where I live. I'm an immigrant to Canada. I came here for a better life with my family when I was a wee lad. We got that better life in this country, and I love the fabric of it. I love the people here. I love the way of life. I love the inclusivity. I love the multiculturalism. I love our quality of living. I love the fact that we can have these conversations, or at least we could. So I want to tell everybody something that I discovered over the last several years, and it was confirmed today, is that the people who tell you they're stumping for your freedom of speech, and it's the most important thing. When they're doing that publicly, they're suing us privately to prevent us from having that conversation, from talking about top secret clearance and why the leader of the conservative party refuses it. Why? Like, I just want to know why. And if you can answer that question, why? Which we've asked why, and if proxies can answer that question, why, as opposed to you know insinuating I'm racist uh, or suing me and telling me I've, de- which is incredible that I've damaged their bottom line and embarrassed them to the point where they can't make any money anymore. That was in the lawsuit. Is the beauty?
1: Yeah, you're um, irrelevant. They claim that you're irrelevant on one hand; and nobody cares what you say. Yet you're damaging them and costing them money.
0: <laughs>
1: which is it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. And, and here's the problem, okay? I try to put my ego away for these things. They picked the wrong fucking Huckleberry because I want to see how this ends. I, 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 I'm not the guy that's going to stand here and go, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to crush, I'm going to be... I'm not doing any of that. I want to see this through to the end so that when we're done, we can say, this person was right, this person was wrong, and if it's me, I'll pay the piper. Happy to. I'm happy to stand there and go, I was 100% wrong. But I want to see all of it so we can surmise who did what, why these things happen, and whether or not I am right or whether or not I am wrong. Isn't that, isn't that due process? Like, isn't that how this is supposed to work, But It's absolutely due process. I mean, if you look at some of
1: the, the crimes that are going on in Alberta today, you have people who have been criminally charged to cover up other crimes um, uh, I, I get phishing emails all the time from people claiming to be, uh, uh Mike Trigno or Jonathan, I don't know for, for a fact that they are these people. In fact, I quite that they are, but I have people who play that game, right? And I'm told that it's been played with many people in Alberta. They get a series of emails from different addresses with leading conversations. Then they take your email address, try to spoof it, create conversations. Then they go to their crooked cop friends that they have in Calgary Um, Some of those crooked cops helped or tried to set up an RCMP, RCMP officer. That's on tape in the Klondike papers, but they do these things and they have judges there who are tied in with these crooked sons of bitches. And then they railroad people into criminal charges and destroy them. I mean, there is no due process in Stephen Harper's neck of the woods. He has removed personal rights and freedoms and the rule of law and due process. And this is what Canada has to look forward to on a national basis. This is how government under Pierre Poliver will be. Now, is government under Pierre Trudeau, or excuse me, Justin Trudeau, rosy? No, it's not. Many, if we're honest, if people are honest, many, many lines were crossed. Many things that have taken place over the last eight years should be looked at with the stink eye, and we should be able to get to the bottom of it. However, I will say one thing. I've seen fuck Trudeau stickers. I've seen effigies being hung. I've heard people allege that he's screwed this person or done that, or he's, he's been alleged to have done everything but shot Kennedy. And people are free to say that. They're free to say that under this regime. However, the leader of the opposition, who has not even won an election for a prime minister, if you say one thing about this individual or any of his partners or third, party affiliates you are being sued into the stone age and they want to take away your right to any criticism or any debate what does that tell people wake up before it's too late that's what i have to say
0: david wallace ladies and gentlemen at pick 61989 if you're interested in some of the receipts of his work life's work you can go to david wallace's website i think klondike papers is a website as well if i'm not mistaken where you can pick it up yet but Um, uh,
1: going oh before i go one quick announcement Spencer Rice and I have been uh, talking recently, and Spencer has, uh, uh, of course, done some documentaries and has a lot of connections. we decided to proceed with a uh, Klondike Papers uh, documentary, which should be fairly enlightening, and some of the whole cards, such as recordings of developers who allege that they were uh, misled, those are going to be in the documentary, so Canada, stay tuned.
0: All right. David Wallace, thanks, buddy. Great to see you. Give him a follow. Uh, the fix is the name of his podcast at Pick69. Well, at sick pick six, nineteen eighty-nine is where you can get a hold of him on Twitter. Brother, great to see you. Thanks so much for your time, expertise, and backstory. Absolutely. Always good to have context. We'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Don't get too All right, buddy. Ah, well, it's too late. Uh, have a great day, everybody. Really appreciate it. Uh, follow your heart, follow your dreams, you know, all that other shit. Uh, appreciate this as always brought to you by our friends at Cantor, uh, these are good people that make the best hard Working assembly torque wrenches right now. The new website, go to cantorque.com today. You can see how their shit works. You can see they are the best in the business. They are accountable. They manufacture in Canada any bolting or fastening solution for an industrial application. They do it. Uh, so check them out today, as always brought to you by our friends at Muse on the mic, Emily and Riley, maybe one of the coolest podcasts you'll ever listen to. Uh, owners of Muse Massage Spa, go to musemassagespa.com today. Uh, owners of a body rub partner licensed, super safe, but they're in the sex work industry. Advocates for sex workers. Uh, their Patreon account is phenomenal as well. Muse on the Mic is a great podcast. You can get it at Cryer Media or anywhere you get your fine podcasts. Uh, and of course, Ed's Fine Imports, his Gitch. We wear them, so can you. Use Ed's Gitch today, G-I-T-C-H-3. That's your promo code, Ed'sFineImports.com. Luxury branded underwear, boxer briefs, pouch in the front. Have a great day, everybody. Appreciate you being here for a quickie. See you tomorrow. Bye.
2: I'm Jeff Woods and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it.